cast out of this. <laughs> what the hell? You are on the panic attack with Big John. Um, I'm going to go a little freestyle, but I might write some thoughts down as I go. So, <laughs> everyone's been itching, and and we'll just say itching, to uh, get back to work and so on. And, um, you know, now the Prez says, well, it's, it's time to open back up and all this. And he's laid out plans to... Uh, do that. And so the governor of Ohio is laying out plans. They're working on, in Ohio, they're working on the plans through the weekend. Now, Trump was criticized by left and right for saying he has ultimate authority to tell the states to reopen and uh then he you know got back to common sense he was just fighting with the media uh oh because he has to fight the media on everything um which is you know good and bad but you know he said the ultimate authority comes down to the governor's so now, you know, you've got people thinking, well, you know, all right, they're just going to let everybody open wide up on May 1st, like here in Ohio, for say. Um, I guess the state of Texas is reopening uh, today or tomorrow. And, you know, they, they're one of the least hard-hit states, um, and I'm not sure why. Um, I mean, they do have several population centers, Dallas, San Antonio, uh, Houston, Austin, um, some others, but they're, you know, pretty well spread out also. So, you know, they can reopen at a different pace than other places, I, I kind of also think in Texas, the flat, um, arid conditions kind of help because um, for those of you who've never been there, there's always like a little bit of a breeze blowing for the most part and most, most of the time um, and of course, if, some, if this virus really is airborne like they say it is, you know, that's going to, you know, blow that away. Where, you know, if you're in a region that's more like a valley, like where I live, you're going to um, have the, the, the virus, germs, whatever you want to call them, kind of trapped in. Um, that's something people kind of overlook, I think. Um, it's a proven fact that uh, the area I live in is a, because it's a valley. Um, 
spores and um, particles like dust particles, uh, pollution. They're a little more trapped in uh, and they don't get you know pushed away by the wind because you're in a valley and it's holding that in. So if it holds that in, it's holding everything else in too, right? Makes sense. Um, but anyways, that's not not uh, a major scientifically proven point. Just an observation of mine. And um, well, I'll tell you, I had a cousin that had bad asthma, and when he moved out of the Ohio Valley and into Texas. Um, his asthma went away because there weren't all those um, pollens and spores from plants floating around in the air that we can't even see. So, um, could be a reason. But anyways, Texas you know, says they're going to open up. That's because they're Texas. they got to be roughnecks about everything. Um... So, Obama came out, and CNN put it on blast. Oh, Obama says people should continue social distancing, uh, even in spite of, you know, Trump's order to go back to work. Um, well, um, one, you know, he's recently endorsed Joe Biden, and every plan, like the governor of Ohio today laid out what is going to be recommended and expected from businesses that reopen, you know, putting barriers in between employees where social distancing isn't um, an option or where, you know, wearing protective equipment's not an option. They're going to put, you know, some kind of like plexiglass. I've seen that used in a lot of stores in between the customers and the employees. So they could probably do that at factories too. Um, President Trump has said, you know, when sports come back, you're not, you may not see full stadiums at first. You may see a seat or two in between each spectator. Um, you know, things like that. Uh, he all, Trump also talked about they may be playing games in front of empty stadiums. But Obama had to get his two cents in. And CNN had to spin the narrative to make it sound like Trump was just going to reopen everything and let everybody, you know, run amok. And that's why, you know, he attacks the press the way he does. And that's why, you know, we need to watch these press conferences. And I hear the whiny people, oh, Trump is so mean. He's just so arrogant. I can't stand to watch these press conferences anymore. Well, you know, if I accused you of things that weren't true, like... You know, you're a racist. 
right now the current definition of racism can mean anything. Any everybody they say is prejudice and but racism is when you act out that prejudice is what someone told me. And I went through this with a friend. I said, you know, racism means you don't have any friends of a different race. You want blacks over here, whites over here, and no mixing. He said, well, you know, if by your definition, nobody could ever be racist. I'm like, uh, Sunshine, your Democrat Party used to do exactly that. And there were people that do that. And when you throw the term racist out there, that's the image you want to put in people's minds. So therefore, when you say Trump's a racist, you think of him wanting, you know, separate bathrooms for blacks and whites. You want think of him in a Ku Klux Klan dunce cap and all these things. You know, or when you call anyone racist, you are trying to put in the image that they are for separation of the races and the extinction of another race, perhaps, and things of this nature. So that's why Trump is at odds with the media from day one when he said, you know, he said there are rapists and murderers coming across our southern border. He never said Mexicans are rapists and murderers. But all the TV networks played his clip and then they, the anchor said, see, Donald Trump says all Mexicans are racist. Or all Mexicans are rapists and murderers. So he's a racist. And there's people that believe it. People believe that that's what he said. And it's not what he said. So now they're doing the same thing with this coronavirus stuff. They're saying that, well, Trump wants to open the economy back up and he's just going to let everybody just go. It's just, they're just going to go. And Mike DeWine's going to reopen the Ohio economy and we're all just going to go, go crazy. That's not what's going to happen. They're working on a plan to have protective equipment for employees. He said, you're going to, well, Mike DeWine said this, you might go into a store and see employees wearing gloves. You are going to go into stores and see, you know, barriers. You're going to see commonly touched areas sanitized frequently. You're going to see social distancing. Trump has said the same things and put them out in his guidelines that everyone can see. But that's not what the media is talking about. You know, you had the Jim Acosta hour where he said what his opinion was of what Donald Trump was saying at the press conference. You have all this other stuff going on. All these lies being told. And it's why people are fed up with politics. Why people are fed up with watching the news. Uh, You know, you don't get anything but people's opinions of that. What's going on. Um, You know, local... Most local reporters are pretty good about 
sharing the facts and only the facts when it comes to local news. I can't remember who the... Well, I'm not... She she turned, she turned ended up being a nobody, but she thought she was a big deal at Steubenville TOV9, Kim somebody. And, you know, she said, you know, the Democrats are proposing this wonderful bill to help the elderly and this and that. And Republicans want to cut Social Security and Medicare and this and that. And it wasn't the truth. It it was her opinion. You know, it was the opinion of what was going on at the time. And, you know, that's the only time I've ever seen a local reporter delve into their opinion of a story is when it's a national story. Um, and she probably got that from like the AP or someplace higher up at NBC. But uh, anyways, I never could stand her. She always seems so obnoxious and arrogant. Um, but anyway, I was like in the 1990s. So who cares? She was she made all the way to KDKA in Pittsburgh. Big time. Um, but anyway silly shit I think of um, so let, let's see what happens um, I think this is going to go good I think the reopening of the economy is going to be good um, I don't really think that bars and restaurants sadly enough are going to come back online I think factories that have been declared non-essential um, like a, there's an aluminum extrusion factory in Youngstown. I think that is going to, places like that will come back online. It was once declared non-essential and all the employees were furloughed for a couple weeks. Um, there was a AT&T call center, which, uh, they weren't, they weren't laid off, but they were cut back. And, like, some of the people who had kids got two weeks paid time off when the schools were closed for two weeks, which ticked off the employees without kids. So the ones that could use vacation time used their vacation time and really short-staffed the AT&T call center in Boardman, Ohio. So if you're an AT&T cell phone customer and wonder why you're on hold for like an hour and a half, that's why. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I, with this coronavirus, you know, God help me. I declared, I declared God's victory over this virus. And I also, um, I Google searched herbs that kill viruses and I started taking like five herbal supplements a day. I mean, there was only one that I didn't already have in my house, um, which was ginseng. But um, I started taking that. Um, I've taken zinc every day for a long time uh, because it's good at, you know, killing the cold and flu virus. Um, and there were like three other ones, ginger, I'm not recommending these, by the way. I'm just saying um, vitamin Bs and something else. Anyways, but they have a lot of health benefits. You know, 
natural er herbs uh, do a lot of good for us. So, and nobody's eating all their, you know, fresh vegetables. Somebody told me if you get green beans from a can, you might as well just eat the can. That you should buy the fresh green beans or frozen green beans because they're more nutritious. And if you look at them, they're actually a darker shade of green than um, your canned green beans. So there may be something to that. Um, sitting in salt water on a shelf for years probably isn't, you know, good for the nutritional value. What? Knock me offline. Recently, World Wrestling Entertainment released, fired, however you want to put it, uh, a lot of wrestlers and backstage staff and hundreds of employees. Um, it was probably 18 wrestlers, and there may be more to come. But they were people that the WWE didn't use correctly, didn't use well. Um, you know, Sarah Logan, Sarah Rowe, as she's now known by her real name. She used to run around the uh, independent wrestling circuit. That's like small time wrestling shows that are like in gymnasiums and anywhere you can set up a wrestling ring, basically. But she was one of the top draws. Uh, with that and she was never used right in WWE she could have come out as crazy Mary Dobson and you know just tore it up but you know they give her this you know plain name and they make her a member of the riot squad and it just never took off you know um, something See, after WrestleMania, WWE traditionally releases a lot of wrestlers they're not using. But right now, they have no use for a lot of employees. Even though they're, you know, set to make a billion dollars overall. And, like, at least a hundred, they have 120 million somewhere. I've heard different figures. I heard they were going to make a billion dollars this year. And then, for some reason, this... Uh, wrestling news channel that I follow on YouTube. Um, wrestle, not Wrestle Talk, is it? No, it's not Wrestle Talk, not WrestleMania. What culture wrestling? That's what it is. You know, they were reporting between the billion dollar and the hundred and twenty million dollar figure, and they were kind of making them almost interchangeable, but they're not, obviously. Anyway, WWE's got a lot of money, but they're not a welfare system. They can't pay people to just sit around. So, they had to make some cuts on top of their usual um, cutting of wrestlers. Now, the cool thing about this is, you know, WrestleMania just ended and they wrestlemania is the end of like one year one season and then after that starts a new season with new storylines 
new rivalries, um, sometimes new wrestlers. And so, you know, tonight's wrestling show, SmackDown, had um, a girl named Dana Brooke who's been kind of fledgling and floating around the company for a while. Win a chance or win the opportunity to be in a match where she could win a contract for a chance at the women's world title. And she's been a, a WWE ambassador for a while. Uh, just going to like hospitals and visiting sick kids and doing the anti-bullying campaign in schools and stuff like that. Um, and now we're starting to see her maybe get a push in the women's division. Uh, where someone, some other people have been let go. Um, some of these guys that have been let go, I hope to see turn up in Ring of Honor. Um, Sarah Logan is one that could be there. Let me look at my list of wrestlers that got let go. Ring of Honor was at one time uh, the best wrestling. Hi, you can't see me. Uh, see, that's how you, uh, I was giving you a demonstration of how you should cover your sneeze during this, uh, social distancing and stuff. That's what I was doing there. Trending on Twitter, World Health Organization, okay. So there weren't, okay, so other than Sarah Logan, there weren't a lot of women wrestlers let go. And the WWE has a pretty deep women's roster, but say in like, uh, I think 2002-ish, this new company came out called Ring of Honor, and they brought in all of the best independent wrestlers and smaller promotion wrestlers from all over the world, including a lot that wrestled in uh, all Japan and New Japan wrestling. Uh, basically, right now, all there is in Japan is New Japan. Um, but anyway, the, they brought in these guys, uh, and they had the best wrestling matches. We would go there and sit for three or four hours and just watch wrestling. And there were angles and rivalries and factions and storylines and all these things. And it was just great wrestling action. So... People, I think, you know, could end up there. Um, Rusev is definitely going to end up in um, All Elite Wrestling. Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis, or Mike Bennett and Maria Bennett as their real names, could end up back in Ring of Honor. Um, Sarah Logan could be a Ring of Honor person. Their women's division really needs help right now because... Uh, Kelly Klein, their top female wrestler, they didn't renew her contract. And she had, she made the mistake, and it's not a mistake. I respect the hell out of Kelly Klein. She was good to, she was nice to a friend of mine um, at, at a wrestling show, uh, a Special Olympics friend of mine. But in wrestling, it's a mistake to complain about your injuries too much and she had suffered a few uh concussions and she obviously wants a life after wrestling 
and she doesn't want to go Chris Benoit and kill her family. So she complained too much, and Sinclair Broadcasting and Ring of Honor did not renew her contract. She was one of the headline wrestlers at a sold-out Madison Square Garden show with Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling doing a combined show at Madison Square Garden, the WWE's home. But someone like Sarah Logan could go in and help their women's division right now. Um, uh, somebody like Drake Maverick or Kurt Hawkins. You know, Kurt Hawkins is a good wrestler, but his whole... Uh, gimmick basically lately has been, or for the last couple years, has been, don't fire me, I have kids. Well, sorry, Kurt, or sorry, Heath, you got fired. Um, you know, Eric Young, it could be a, a Ring of Honor guy. He's a good worker. Um, no Way Jose, good athletic worker. EC3, he's now called Essential Character 3. He used to be Ethan Carter the third, but he's calling himself Essential Character Three. Uh, he's gonna come. He says he's coming back to wrestling with a new attitude. He shaved his head and kind of got rid of his pretty boy look. Um, but he could be somebody that could be good in Ring of Honor or All Elite Wrestling. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows definitely are gonna go back to japan and go back to tearing the house down in J japan wrestling um the revival a great tag team uh and you know the wwe messed them up so much i only know them as the revival revival guy one and revival guy two they had actual gimmick names but i can't remember them um but th they'll end up in all elite wrestling that's been hinted for a long time anyway um, Epico and Primo Cologne, they would be good Ring of Honor wrestlers. They're, they're flyers, they're athletic, they're a little undersized, but they can go. Um, Zach Ryder, there's an interesting one. He's a, a fan favorite that the WWE never really pushed. Um, you know, they throw him out there and, hey, we're going to put Zack Ryder out there. Oh, now we're, we're yanking back the chain. We're ranking, yanking the rug out from under you, Zack. Uh, he was the first WWE guy to take advantage of the internet and YouTube. And I think he, uh, he made up his own title belt, uh, called himself the YouTube or internet champion or something like that. And then the WWE saw how popular his YouTube videos were. So they said, hey, start doing that more often and we're going to make it part of your gimmick. And so he was the WWE's first um, YouTube star and first social media star. And now you see the wrestlers using social media to put, put over angles and gimmicks and storylines so that's it's pretty awesome you know but he could be a guy that will be uh, a good ring of honor wrestler as you can see i'm a ring of honor fan 
I'd like to see that company come back up. It got bought out by Sinclair Broadcasting, one of the biggest broadcasting companies in America. And they have like hundreds of local television stations. And they could, you know, put some money into Ring of Honor and bring some of these guys in that have names, you know, name ID and talent and then rebuild their company. Um, their women's division definitely needs it. Um, they had Women of Honor, which was going really well when Kelly Klein was the top wrestler. And, you know, now, like, their top wrestlers in that division are Mandy Leone, who's good. Um, Angelina Love, who uh, used to be Angel Williams and was in World Wrestling Federation developmental territory for a long time and never got called up to wrestling, but she's a good wrestler, a great mother also. Um, skinny as heck, great abs. And uh, she used to be like kind of, I guess, medium build, you would say. And then she just like got, got super lean and cut uh, a few years ago when she was in Impact Wrestling. But, um, you know, Ring of Honor right now, really, they have like Jay Lethal, um, a couple other guys. But, you know, they sometimes feud with the NWA. National Wrestling Alliance, which is owned by uh, Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. And, you know, the NWA needs guys with, well, guys and girls with name. They have a show on YouTube that's free every week at 6.05 on Tuesday nights, or basically because it's on YouTube, you can watch it anytime. But, you know, they need guys that are recognizable to a wider range of fans uh, to get their show, their uh, brand over. So some of these guys will land on their feet once the economies start to open back up. And so it's a good time, a fun time to be a wrestling fan. All Elite Wrestling is still putting on great shows on Tuesday nights, um, or Wednesday nights, I mean, uh, at 8 o'clock. Uh, they're opposite WWE NXT, which is used to be the WWE's developmental territory. Now it's just a third brand. And uh, NXT puts on a lot of great angles and matches and storylines. Um, and All Elite Wrestling is starting to get their feet under them. They just started running real wrestling shows on a regular basis um, a few months ago. And they had a huge, a couple huge pay-per-views. Uh, they didn't even have a name. There's a group of friends that called themselves The Elite, which is Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, uh, The Young Bucks, and hangman page um and then you know they formed a company with the help of tony khan whose dad and him own the jacksonville jaguars and so the khan family has more money than the mcmahon's but they're slowly building up 
all elite wrestling and it's starting to get really good ratings the last show had almost a million viewers which for a company that's just started on television is great but they need some more guys with uh name id mainstream names to keep their momentum going so they're they're a company to watch here in the future so with that uh we'll end this talk about politics and wrestling and so on and so forth and head on up here so good night god bless everyone pray for each other and i'll see you around like a donut see you later alligator see you next time